I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jade Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, October 4th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Jay, okay, some good news and some bad news, depending on how it goes, but I bought my first NFT. Oh, tell me more. That's cool. Well, yeah, it's called a sappy seal. There are 10,000 variations of a cartoon-like seal character, and the project is donating $40,000 to ocean preservation, so that's something we can all get behind. It's a very exciting project. My seal is a hybrid of a pirate and a wizard, so it has the pirate eye patch and a wizarding hat. Well, it seems like money well spent. At least you're not spending money on avocado toast anymore. NFTs are the new avocado toast. That's what I've heard. Brett, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, caller beware. For our second story, Aussie no more. And for our last story, Tesla once again defies expectations. For our first story, a Globe investigation found a growing number of phone number fraud attacks between 2019 and 2020. Brett, what do Peak Pals need to know about phone fraud? And does it have anything to do with getting my ducts cleaned? Well, it always has something to do with getting your ducks clean, but the way it works is that scammers switch a person's wireless carrier and then reset their passwords on different accounts, which makes it almost impossible for them to get their accounts back. This applies to websites that require you to get a message to your phone and then enter a code in to log in. And sometimes more sophisticated hackers link a person's phone number to a new SIM card, providing them access to contacts and even some text messages. Hey, the Globe found that 24,627 reports of phone number fraud attacks in a 10-month period from 2019 to 2020, which is a huge jump from 155 of the same incidents reported so far in 2021. So, Brett, what do Peak Pals need to be concerned about as it relates to phone fraud? Well, they need to be concerned that it's happening, but there's really not much they can do about it. It's a terrifying prospect that someone can circumvent two-factor authentication on these websites, but there's really not much that you can do because telcos aren't telling us how they're tackling the problem for fear that revealing their secrets and combating the issue may give hackers an edge. For our second story, Aussie Media, a U.S. digital media company with some strange business practices, has shut down. Jay, what do the Peak Pals need to know about Aussie other than the fact that it's not owned by Aussie or Sharon? Well, in 2013, former journalist Carlos Watson and former Goldman Sachs associate Shamir Rao co-founded Aussie Media, a company that dabbles in podcasts, TV series, videos, and live events. Here's the background on the scandal. Earlier this week, the New York Times reported that Rao impersonated a YouTube exec while trying to raise $40 million from Goldman Sachs, but it gets worse. I hate when I get caught impersonating a YouTube exec. Then Ozzy was accused of exaggerating their online traffic to make their business seem a lot more profitable than it actually was. For instance, Ozzy has 650,000 followers on Instagram and 44,000 followers on Twitter, but very little engagement on most of their content. You can do it. You can check it out for yourself. I will. And on Friday, Ozzy announced that they were shutting down after it was released that senior leadership was being investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. So, Brett, why should Peak Pals care about Ozzy at all? Well, first thing you should know is that the Peak Daily will never be investigated by the FBI. Uh, the second thing is that people are calling Ozzy the Theranos of media, and it's a good reminder that you shouldn't always trust what these companies are telling you. For our last story, Tesla continues to cruise as the company reports selling 241,300 cars in Q3. Brett, what's going on with Tesla? Okay, so Tesla has actually bucked the trend of declining auto sales by automakers brought on by the global chip shortage. The company sold 241,300 vehicles, which is 102,000 more than they sold in the same quarter last year. To give you even more perspective, the company only sold 367,500 cars all last year. So they're very likely to pass that this year. 
And what I think is even crazier is that GM, the largest car maker in the world, they sold 446,997 cars that quarter. That's just about double what Tesla did, but Tesla's not too far off. And the reason why Tesla's able to fend off the shortage on chips is really because of their resourcefulness. They were able to quickly source different semiconductors and rewrite code to make those different chips work the same as the old chips. So Jay, why should Peak Health care about Tesla? Well, other than that, they're really cool cars. Tesla's eye-popping numbers really just show that they're one of the world's major car makers, which if you zoom out, is good for everyone as mass adoption of electric cars will be vital in helping us fight climate change. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow us on your app of choice, leave us a review, share it with friends and family. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at wreathpeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, enjoy your first Monday as the proud owner of an NFT.